How's everybody doing tonight? Woohoo! Oh, I tell you what, it is pure Michigan out there. Pure Michigan. Two people won't let me move, though. The Lord and my wife. I was like, let's go down to Florida. No, not happening. Um, I'm going to get right into it. You know, we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have the honor and the privilege of, of manifesting his will in the earth. On earth as it is in heaven. That's the will of God. I've spoken to so many believers. Oh, wait a minute. Everybody online, how y'all doing? Welcome to the service. You guys are just as much a part of this service as everybody else. And uh, stick around for the ministry time because the anointing, it does, it's not geographically located, all right? Cool. All right, I got to make sure I got my, got my details and stuff, right? Um, so we have the honor and privilege of demonstrating what God's will is on the earth. And his will is that heaven should manifest here on the earth. So if there's something in your life that's not in heaven, it's got to go. It's got to go. And we entered into this place when we got born again. And it started with repentance, Right? We repented, we shifted, we changed. Our eyes were open. We saw. You know, repentance is sorrow over sin that causes one to change their thinking. Okay? That's what happened when we got born again. But I'm here to tell you, repentance is not just about a one-time thing or when you mess up or sin. Repentance is a lifestyle. Repentance is changing your perspective and trading it in for heaven's perspective. To see things the way God sees them. And the number one thing he wants you to see is he wants you to see yourself the way he sees you. And so that takes the transformation of our minds. I'm going to talk about transformation tonight. Everybody say transformation. God doesn't want to change you. He wants to transform you. <laughs> Let me read from, the, from Romans 12, 2. This is in the Passion Translation. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God, right? It literally means to approve. God wants to change our thinking because our thoughts become things. As a man thinketh, so is he. I guarantee that if we have issues in our life, that we can trace it back to our thoughts. You know, when, I'm, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I got my emotions are off kilter, I start examining my thoughts. What, about, what was I thinking about? Okay, if I want my emotions to change, I got to change my thoughts first. 
And he wants us to prove the will of God. So it's like, say I am a, all right, let's say I'm a Van Gogh. You know, everybody knows what a Van Gogh is. I'm not an art guy, all right? My wife is more of an art person. But Van Gogh, and, and, and say I was an expert at Van Gogh's. You know, I was a guy who could authenticate a Van Gogh. And you were to find, you, you, somebody passed away and you were in there checking out the estate you inherited, and you found a missing Van Gogh in your attic. <laughs> That'd be a good day. Yeah, you could retire. <laughs> and you were like, I got to go get this thing authenticated, right? So you take it to somebody who's not just, you know, like a novice. You take it to somebody who's been studying his work for years, who knows the canvases that he used, who knows every brush stroke, who knows the colors that he used. And you would want somebody who knew that more than they knew anything else, and then they would have to examine that one, and then he would make a determination. And then he'd call you up and say, you better sit down, I got good news for you. You got a Van Gogh. (laughs) That'd be a good day, right? See, we are to prove the will of God. Now, say you have two good friends, good friends, they're really good, have good hearts, well-meaning, you trust them, you know them. One friend calls you up and says, I got a word from the Lord for you. And the Lord says that you're going to go through a season of severe sickness. And you're going to go through a season of severe pain. But in that pain and that sickness, the Lord is going to teach you so much about his kingdom. And you're going to win people to Jesus through that pain and that sickness. And you hang up that phone and in a bad mood. <laughs> and then your other friend calls you and says, I got a word from the Lord. The Lord says he is about to move in you and take you to a whole other level of intimacy with him. He is about to explode with blessing in your life, in your finances. <laughs> How many of y'all know you got two paintings, right? So what do you do? Let's compare, right? The Word of God is the will of God. Now, mm. Thoughts empower the unseen realm. They do. They, they, they. And the battle is for our mind. You know, it says take all thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ Jesus. And the only way you can do that is when you're presented with situations that are contrary to your thinking. And trust me, the Holy Spirit will put you in positions like that. He will stretch you. He will call you to do things that are contrary to your understanding. Um, many of you know I'm an evangelist and I'm 24-7 whatever I pray for people all the time and you tend to get comfortable with the things of God you know you move in a certain way and he moves every way and then you're like okay I got this down now (laughs) yeah right (laughs) and uh, I'll never forget two years ago we were going for our first time to the nation of Pakistan. And uh, it was going to be a phenomenal trip. And I've never been there. I've been to a lot of other countries, but I've never been to Pakistan. And here in March, we're going to go back for the second time. And so it cost us a lot of money. We, we had tens of thousands of dollars sent ahead. And to get 
a visa for the country of Pakistan is a pretty big ordeal. I mean, you got to have proof of employment. You got to have, uh, sometimes you have to have bank records. You got to have all this stuff. You got to have your airfare in advance before they even approve you. And we went to Chicago to the embassy, turned our stuff in by hand before they came out with the electronic stuff. And we put it in there and we're waiting for our visa. And it's getting closer and closer to the time of the trip. And our friend Robbie Dawkins and his team, they already got their visas. And we're, we're sitting over here, me and Yago, we're like, man, oh, it's getting kind of close. We're calling them. We're uh, sending emails. We're not getting any answers or nothing. So finally, it's a week before we're supposed to fly. And I says, I'm going to Chicago. <laughs> I'm going to drive there. And so I get in my truck, you know, and I'm getting ready to go. And the Holy Spirit says this to me. There's somebody that works at the embassy that I want you to pray for because they need healing. And I'm like, excuse me? Lord, you want me to go into the Islamic Republic of Pakistan's embassy and you want me to go Holy Ghost? He's like, yep, that's exactly what I want you to do. I had the worst three-hour drive that I had had in a long time because my mindset automatically went to, man, we got a lot of money riding on this, you know, and who, if we don't go, it's going to be a disaster. We bought the plane. All this stuff was wrestling in my mind. And, 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 you know, and then the excuses, you know, well, you know, maybe, maybe the Lord wants me to pray from a distance. You know, you know those excuses? You know, here I am, bold, and, you know, I'm ready to pray for anybody, but this situation caught me off guard because he wanted me to renew my thinking in this area. And so I finally get to the embassy, and I go up there, and there's two people in there in the, in the lobby, and, and they're sitting there, and the guy behind the, the, the glass, he, he looks like Osama bin Laden. And... I brought an employment letter because something the Holy Spirit told me you might need this. And, and I asked them what's going on. And they said, oh, yeah, we got your stuff right here. We just need an employment letter. And I said, well, I emailed it to you. And, and I said, but I got it right here. And I gave him mine and Yago's. And, and he's like, um, okay, okay, sit down. We'll be 30 minutes and we'll let you know. I'm like, okay, cool. So I sit down. These two guys are over here. One of them gets up and leaves. And there's one guy over there. And the Holy Spirit says, that's him. I'm like, oh, man. And I literally, I said, Lord, this is your deal, not mine. So if it goes south, it's on you. I Seriously, because this is not my deal. It's his. I had to make a decision right there. I had to surrender my will, and I had to adopt his will. I had to prove his will on the earth. His agenda is always higher than my agenda. And so I went up to the guy, and I says, hey, how you doing? And he says, hi. And I says, um, uh, what's your name? And he says, my name is Aziz. I mean, they always do stuff with, with emphasis. <laughs> and uh, I says, I, you know, this may sound strange to you, but I believe that I'm in here not just to do this passport stuff, but I'm, I believe that the Lord sent me here to pray for you because you have pain in your body. And he pushed away from his desk. He stood up, and he's looking at me like this. And I says, I was like, oh, man, do you have pain in your body? He says, yes, 
in my back and in my heart. And I says, well, if you allow me to pray for you, Jesus will heal you right here, right now. And he says, but I am Muslim. I said, that's okay, Jesus heals Muslims too. Jesus don't care about your name tag. He don't care about your religion. He cares about your heart. And so he goes like this. He just kind of nods. You know, he's still looking at me like I'm crazy. So I put my hand on his back, and I start praying. You know, and I put my head down, and I start praying. And I, I started peeking, see what he's doing, <laughs> you know. I, I just, I'm curious, what is he doing? And he's standing there like this. Something is all over me. Something is all over me. I'm like, oh, this is good. Automatically, my whole, my whole perspective shifted in that moment. You know, once I know God's on the scene, it's like, all right, this is going to be good. All my fears went way out the window, right? I said, all right, it's time to get it on now, Lord, let's go. And so I'm, I'm sitting there, and, I'm, and, and then the Lord gives me a word for him. What's the hardest thing for me personally, but the thing I love the most is the word of knowledge. And I, I love seeing God heal people. I love seeing that stuff because it's heaven being manifested on the earth. That's what's happening. And it's not just for me or somebody, a preacher or a pastor. It's for you, saints. You got the same Jesus in you, that, the same God that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Every one of you. And uh, so I gave him a word. I said, I said Aziz... I said, you are waiting for a decision, a very important decision. You've been waiting for it for a long time. And by the end of the day today, you will have that decision. And in my head, I'm speaking out of my heart. In my head, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> you know. And then I go up and they call me to the desk, you know, and somebody else comes in and Aziz starts doing his thing. And, but, but, but he's over there going like this. I see him go like this. It's like no pain, no pain, you know. So I go up there, and they're, just like, they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna have your we're gonna have your visas ready, but you got to come back at three o'clock." Now I was there when they opened at nine, so I'm like, "Oh, I got to come back." <laughs> All right. So I went and drove around Chicago, went out to eat, checked out some things, you know. I come back at three o'clock. I'm, I, I walk in there, and Aziz is like, "Mike, come, 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 come," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, what's up?" And he says. I, I ran up and down the stairs on my lunch break. No pain. I have no more pain. His eyes are all wide. And then he says, wait, that's not the, that's, this, is, this is crazy. Come here, sit down. And he says, and he starts explaining to me, because in Pakistan it's similar to uh, India. They have like a caste system, you know, and you're born into a class and there ain't no getting out of it, you know. And he, he's explaining to me that he's in a low caste system and a job position came up that was higher up in the um, diplomatic, you know, in the embassy. And so he applied for it. And he said his parents told him he was nuts. His coworkers told him he was nuts. Everybody told him, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it. And he said, an hour after you left, I got an email and they approved it. <laughs> so now would that have happened? If I wouldn't have said anything, who knows? Yeah, I, I believe he probably, he probably had that coming either way. But that was an area for me to get into his heart because I told him, I said, Aziz, I said, Jesus is going to use you to do some mighty things in your country. 
He's going to appear to you in the next 24 to 48 hours. He's going to manifest himself to you. Do what he says. And he says, I will. I will. And I said, hey, show that picture. Show that picture. That's me and Aziz right there. In the embassy right there. Huh. Yeah. That is... Now, that, what, what did that do for me? That helped me change my perspective. It took me to a whole nother level of trust. It took me to a whole nother level. Now, I, I've already been there and done that. You know what I'm saying? So if, he, if they tell me, you know, the Lord tells me to do something crazy, I'll be like, okay, yeah, I've been here. I, 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 all right, I know how this works. Let's go. But guess what? <laughs> He's going to take it up another level. Because the Holy Spirit is trying to kill you while you're trying to keep yourself alive. That's the battle that's going on. He wants you to die and you're hanging on for life. He wants you to die to yourself and surrender to his will. We were just just ministering to a a lady this morning and and she's like, I I just want to know what God's will is for my life. And I said, how long you been in, you know, how long you been in a believer? And, you know, it's been like seven, eight years. And, and, and I says, let me tell you, I can tell you what God's will is. It's found in the, in, in the Our Father. On earth as it is in heaven. That's his will. Like this one right here. For this reason was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We're sons and daughters. We are manifested. The kingdom is manifested through us to destroy the works of hell and to expand the kingdom of heaven. That's why, that's why we exist. Now, that may manifest itself differently for everybody. Like, you may be at work, and you know God might say, hey, this is, I want you to manifest a kingdom right here. I want you to change your whole workplace. I want you to get this place, you know, go Holy Ghost on them. Right? For others, you may have an assignment, a specific call. You know, maybe you're called to the nations. But either way, the main thing is, is that you are taking the kingdom of heaven in you and you're manifesting it in the earth. But you can't do it if you let fear rob you. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. When... I, that, that, that situation in Chicago, that took faith, right? Took faith. And I learned a, a valuable lesson there. I will never analyze my faith again. I'll act on it. Then afterward, I'll analyze it. <laughs> that's a good, that, 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 that's a, let me tell you, let me give you a hint. That's a good way to roll with the Lord. Don't analyze your faith, act on it. Don't question him. Because I'll tell you this story. Okay, all right. So I work out at Grand Valley, and I was driving. You know, I I get up in the morning, I have my prayer time, devotion, then I go work out. And I'm driving down the road, and there's a construction. People are pulling up. You know, the trucks are pulling up, and and I see this guy, this big guy, get out of his truck, and he's got this big chain on, and he's turning around, and, and I see him setting up at the site, and the Holy Spirit says. Go talk to him. He's going to commit suicide. Tell him not to. And all of a sudden, my thinking got involved. 
I said, well, it looks like they're setting up to do construction. They're going to be there for a while. I got to get in there and get my workout in. I'll hit them up on the way back. I went and got my workout. I'm driving to the construction site, and I stop, and I'm like, I get out, and I look around, and I'm looking for the dude. I'm not seeing him anywhere. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I go up to a guy who's driving a big loader. I say, hey, hey, did you see a guy, big guy, you know, with a chain and everything? Oh, yeah, he was here dropping off some plies, and then he left. I was devastated. I experienced godly sorrow like I never have before. I mean, I, my heart was, was wrenched. And I told the Lord right there, I said, I will never do that again, Lord. I repent. You tell me to do something, I'm going to do it right there, right then. No questions asked. I don't care where we are. doesn't matter. See, that is the, that's what repentance is. He's trying to get us to change our perspective to see from his sight, you, you know, when your mind is renewed, you know your mind is renewed when the impossible becomes logical. You know your mind is renewed when the impossible becomes logical. When I first started in the body of Christ and, and as a believer, and, and uh, I've, only, I've only been in ministry for 15 years, you know, I used to be amazed when I'd see people get healed. And I mean, it would just blow me away, a miracle and stuff. But now it's like, this is everyday life. This is how it's supposed to go. This is the way, this is the way it's supposed to happen on the earth. It ain't wait, wait till we get to heaven. It's right now. Right now. And I tell you that in this time and in this season, the Lord is going to raise up a generation of people who are going to be a terror to the devil. It's time that we stop looking toward Washington or politicians. We need to look to the Lord from where our help comes from. We need to change our perspective and look at this nation from his perspective. The United States of America belongs to the Lord Jesus. You ain't going to veto his, his decrees. You ain't going to vote him out of office. You ain't going to impeach him. Nothing. Hmm. All right, all right, all right, I'm going <laughs> to. Our thinking restricts God's ability to work in our life. Now, I get it, God. God has the ability. He can, he can over, overcome our thinking. You know, he's God, he's sovereign. But God has chosen to work with us and partner with us to see his will manifested in the earth. And when our thinking is not lined up with him, then he, we hinder him from his, from his purpose in the earth. We do. You know, I can't afford a thought about myself that he doesn't have toward me. Because if I am thinking anything about myself that is contrary to the way he is thinking about me, I am believing a lie. I'm entertaining a lie. And when you believe or entertain a lie, you empower the liar. And you set yourself in opposition and at war with the living God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stick that feather in your cap. <laughs> yeah. 
Romans 8, 5 through, 5 through 6. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. See, we are to, as believers, as sons, as as daughters of the King, we are supposed to live from his world toward this world. Instead, we find ourselves living from this world, begging him to show up in, in this world, from his world. Uh, no, no, no. All right, Lord. All right. Yeah. Remember Jacob's ladder? He had a dream, angels ascending and descending, and then the sky opened up and the voice of the Lord was heard and the Lord made some declarations. And he said this, he said, surely this is the house of God. Okay, the dude was chilling, sleeping in the desert. I mean, he pulled up a rock to lay down on. Somebody ought to give Mike Lindell's number, you know. <laughs> Get him my pillow. <laughs> sleeping with a rock. <laughs> and, and he says, surely this is the house of God. And, and, and there's, a, there's no building there, it's just him. That's the first mention in the scripture in Genesis 28 of the house of God. And there's the law of first mention when something, God is establishing something when he mentions it the first time. This is the house of God. Where the house of God is, there's angelic activity, there's open heaven, there's the voice of the Lord, there's the presence of God. That's the house of the Lord. Now, Jesus was the fulfillment of that initial prophecy. Look what he says in um, John 1, 50 through 51. Jesus answered, do you believe simply because I told you I saw you sitting under a fig tree? You will experience even more impressive things than that. I prophesy to you eternal truth. From now on, you will see an open heaven and gaze upon the Son of Man like a stairway reaching into the sky with the messengers of God climbing up and down upon him. Woo! Jesus was and is a house of God. Guess what? So are you and me. I love church, right? Coming together, getting his presence. But we are designed to operate in his presence 24-7. We have angels that minister to us. We have angels that serve us. We have access to the presence of the living king. I've been seeking the Lord and I've been, I've been telling him, Lord, I want to walk into a place and your presence goes so thick that, you know, they're like, clean up on aisle six. <laughs> People are going down. I want to manifest, I want to magnify his presence so much that it overwhelms 
anywhere. I want to shift atmospheres everywhere I go. I want to experience heaven right now. You know, this word, this is positional. This, this tells us, this, is, this describes our position right here. But reading it alone won't do you any good. In order for this to go from positional to experiential, you have to change your thinking and you have to act on this word and what he tells you. Then you get to experience. I don't know about y'all, but I love experiences. I love the encounters. And they're scary at times, but boy, they sure are fun. Hmm. They sure are. We have to spend time in this word, not just to memorize scripture, though. It's to hide it in our heart and live it out and act on it and do what it says. When people say, I don't ever hear the voice of God, right here. Hmm. And he starts off with a whisper, and then he'll see if you're going to be obedient. And if you're obedient, I'm telling you, you're going to hear him talking because he is talking all the time, 24-7, because he loves his kids. John 6, 63, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. That which is of the natural realm is of no help. The words I speak to you are spirit and life. But there are still some of you who won't believe. In Romans 14, 17 through 18, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but it is in the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. Serving the anointed one by walking in these kingdom realities pleases God and earns the respect of others. The evidence of the presence of God in operation or manifested is when people get delivered. People get healed. When the presence of God and the kingdom of God manifests, then anything that's in a person that is opposed to the presence and the kingdom of God gets totally defeated and wiped out. My heart's desire is to see the saints discover who you are. Now, I'm not saying I've arrived. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm, just, I'm, I'm in the process, right? This is a journey, right? But I'm woke. <laughs> you know, I'm woke. I've learned a thing or two. You know, I know... I, I know, and I'm just now starting to discover how much power that's really inside of me. And you have so much power in you. So much power. Do you know that you have unlimited abilities with inside of you? Unlimited potential? Potential is positional. You want to experience the potential, you have to step out. And you have to change your thinking. You're, 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 you, you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to think from heaven's perspective. And the thing about the word is, is we get to spend time with the author. That's an open door for him and for his presence. So this morning, as uh, I was praying and meditating over, you know, what's going to happen here tonight.
Remember the word says, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. He showed me what's going to happen here. There's going to be several things that he wants to accomplish in your life. The number one thing, the first thing is, I'm about to release an anointing for breakthrough. Okay? And I know that there's several of you sitting here who are hungering and desiring a breakthrough. You've been, feel like you've been under the gun or facing a certain situation or, or, or an issue and you're, you're crying out for some relief. You're just so tired of dealing with this situation. It could be relational. It can be emotional. It could be a physical sickness or a disease. It could be financial. I'm here to proclaim to you by the power in the name above every name that your breakthrough is coming right now. Now is the time. Now. Right now. So if that's you, I'm not even going to ask you to come up here. I want you to stand up right where you're at and raise your hands to heaven. Just stand up and raise your hands. Yeah, stand up. If you're out there watching online, type in a comment. Type into the comments. We've got people who are watching. You stand there wherever you're at in your living room. You raise your hands because the anointing for breakthrough is about to break through in your life. I'm going to release it right now. And the Holy Spirit is going to come all over you. And it's going to be great. It's going to be good. Father God, I loose right now the breakthrough anointing right now. Saturate them, Lord. Fill them, Jesus. Breakthrough. Those who have been stuck in poverty, those who have had financial hardships, I declare blessing right now. Breakthrough of blessing, prosperity right now. Right now. Right now. Those who need a breakthrough in their physical bodies, they've been dealing with something for a long time. I declare health and healing and wholeness right now in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough. Breakthrough, Lord. More, Jesus, more. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. People have been covered in in, in clouds of oppression and depression. Breakthrough right now in the name of Jesus. I bind you, you foul spirit, right now. Take your hands off these children of the king right now. More, Jesus, more. More, yeah. More, more, more. Wave your hand at me if you can feel them moving on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More, Jesus. More. Manifest your goodness. Manifest your goodness, Lord. Manifest your goodness. Manifest your goodness. Yes. More. All right, you can be seated. You can be seated. Now, if you have pain in your body right now, or if you had pain, if you had pain in your body and you don't anymore, wave your hand at me. All right. Woo. Amen. Amen. If you, oh, you, yours gone too? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you still have pain in your body and you want it gone, come on up here and line up at the altar. Come on. 
anxiety and depression. Specific, really heavy on the anxiety. If that's you and you want to be free, come on, come on up here. Be shy. All right, now this one, this one, this one's going to take some courage, okay? But it's okay because there's no stones here. No stones. Suicidal. If you're feeling thoughts of suicide, or if you're up here already. It's all good. You don't have to wave your hand at me. But if that's you, I need you to come up here right now. Right now. Okay. All right. Anytime during this ministry time, if you, uh, if you felt like Holy Spirit's telling you to come on up here for whatever, then you just be obedient and do what he says. The first step in seeing him manifest in your life is by you taking action. You just step out and he'll do the rest, I guarantee you. And you people who are up here, you have a ton of faith. Because I know what that, that's what the enemy does. He says, oh, do I have enough faith? And Let me tell you, you've got tons of faith because you're, you're up here. <laughs> you know? Okay? Yeah, come on. Come on right up here. All right. How many of you up here? This is this is I, I'm. You know, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna start calling me the forgiveness preacher. Okay, it's okay. Because I could pray for you, and the anointing is here present, and you could get delivered and healed. But if we don't take care of the root, you'll have more fruit. Okay, does that make sense? How many of you have a person or people that you know you need to forgive? Wave your hand at me. You, 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 yeah, you, 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 okay. I don't want you just to get free. I want you to walk free. God wants you to walk free. He doesn't want you going out and then tell you got to come and get the next dose or whatever, okay? He wants you free, all right? And I'm going to tell you the why behind everything so you understand, okay? Here's, here's what a lot of people think about forgiveness. This is what they think. Somebody hurts you. They stab you in the back. They do you really wrong. They do it on purpose, out of malice. And you're, and you're like, if I forgive them, it's like letting them off the hook, it's like saying, it's okay what you did to me. I forgive you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. It, that, that's not what it is. That's not what forgiveness is. What they did to you was not right. 
They hurt you. They did you an injustice. It's not right. But here's what unforgiveness is. They hurt you. They do this to you. And you have a cup. And let's say it's filled with poison. And you say, oh, yeah, I'll show you. And you drink some poison. They go on with their life. You know, maybe somebody you ain't going to encounter ever again. And every time you think about it, you take another drink from the cup. Until it becomes a root of bitterness that defiles your soul. Forgiveness is saying, "Mm -mm, I'm not drinking no more poison. Forgiveness is not for them, it's for you. It's for you, for you to get free. That's what it is. The enemy is a liar. He's a liar. So how many of you are willing, and, and also forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. How many of you are willing to forgive and and, and are ready to make a decision to forgive the people that hurt you? Go ahead and raise your hand. It's okay if you're not, but okay, you're shaking your head. Yeah, okay, okay. It's cool. You're about to get so free. (laughs) It's going to be good. Now, are you willing to pray for the person or the people that you're about to forgive for at least 30 days? Oh, yeah. Are you willing, everybody? Let me, I get it. You know, it might start off with, bless him, Jesus. Some might be, get him, Jesus. Now, you could pray. You could pray. You could pray for these people. Don't expect anything to change in them, but expect everything to change in you. Because God will start to fill your heart with his perspective of them people. He'll fill you with compassion. He'll fill you with love. And he'll build a shield around your heart. And you will be able to walk offenseless. That's real power. Walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, doing miracles and stuff, that's really cool. But walking in a world full of offense and not taking any of it, that's power. Right there. Okay, so everybody understand? You need this so bad, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's about to pour it out, okay? So this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. And when I get to the point where I say, I choose to forgive, I'm gonna stop, and I want you to say the name or names out loud. Because the key to the spiritual realm is words. There's life and death is in the power of the tongue. And when you, do, when you release their names, The Holy Spirit is going to do a work in you. Those of you who are up here for anxiety and depression, it's going to be gone like that. Guaranteed. Watch. Watch. Your depression is going to be because it ain't yours. Let me say one more thing. It's not your depression. It didn't belong to you in the first place. Jesus didn't give it to you. The devil gave it to you. So you tell him to take it and go straight back to hell with it. That's what you do. No more agreeing with him. We cool? You guys are, some of you are like, come on, let's get to it. 
All right. Put your hands out like this, like you're about to receive something. Repeat this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm so thankful for you. You died for me so that I could experience life, so that I could experience joy. And you only ask one thing, that the same forgiveness I received, I extended to others. Father, I repent for my unforgiveness. And right now, I choose to forgive. Say their names. Say their names. Yeah. Go, Holy Spirit. Go. Go. Yeah. More. 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 Yeah. 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 More. More, Jesus. More, Jesus. You foul spirit of anxiety and depression, I break your power in Jesus' name. You have no more authority. Take your hands off these sons and daughters. Spirit of Python, I break you right now in the name of Jesus. Bondage and affliction, I break in the name of Jesus. Jesus. 